It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Damn thing pretty unless you're talking about the bridge and seaport. Even from the seats in the upper decks, you can see the seashore. Tailgate function with the carny aside. Just walk from the tribal building for the Padres. I'm on it. Yeah, cause for the 619, we'll knock you down. Anything for the brown, put it on the town. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Knocking them down. Baby says you wanna go to the game. Go to the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 298 of Talking Friars. I'm your host, Ben Fadden, here. It is December 7th, 2022, the final day of the winter meetings. I was there earlier today. Not a whole lot of like activity going on uh, in the lobby and stuff like that, so I did leave early. But there have been some moves around baseball, and we will get to uh, all of those moves. The Rule 5 draft was today, so we can hit on that. But the big thing that we need to start on, obviously, is Aaron Judge. And the Padres, they lost out on Trey Turner a couple days ago at $342 million, right? Some, you know, these numbers are kind of getting mixed up in my head here. So that's why if I pause, I'm kind of forgetting some of the numbers here because there's a lot of things that have happened these last few days. But they lost Turner. Lost out to Turner, despite offering more money to Turner than the Phillies offered him. So they pivot to Aaron Judge. We didn't know they were pivoting to Aaron Judge until Aaron Judge had already signed with the Yankees. But they pivot to him, and they lose out on him, despite being willing to give him more money than the Yankees gave him. So it sucks, right? You feel like, okay, you're striking out left and right here. No one wants to sign with the Padres. I disagree with that narrative. I mean, I'll start with that. 
the narrative that nobody wants to sign with the Padres, I, I just I think that's a joke. Um, Aaron Judge, he always wanted to sign with the Yankees. Trey Turner, he pretty much always wanted to sign with the Phillies. He didn't really have an interest being back with the Dodgers, and the Dodgers didn't really, didn't really have an interest of bringing him back. And Turner's wife, that was the fit. He preferred the East Coast, and he preferred training in Florida over being on the West Coast and training in Arizona. So for anyone that wants to say, oh, the Padres, no one wants to go to the Padres. and it, that, It's really like Giants fans. I saw that from a Giants fan today who does like radio in San Francisco trying to say how the Padres, uh, like they should, they should be embarrassed or they should uh, feel really bad for themselves right now because no one wants to go to their team. Two superstars signed somewhere else because they didn't want to go to the Padres. Like, that's the reason why. That's not true. We knew that Aaron Judge wanted to be a, the, with the Yankees. We knew that Trey Turner wanted to be on the East Coast. So it was not a lack of trying. It was not, oh, these guys didn't want to be Padres. It was more of, we already knew that they wanted to be in those markets. And so did the Padres get used? Probably. To boost up the price a little bit, uh, they probably got used um, to accelerate and finish those Aaron Judge talks last night, because um, that's when it happened. It ended last night. We ended up hearing about it at like 5:50 or something in the morning. It was in the 5 a.m. hour, uh, and I gave my reaction to that before I left for the winter meetings today. Um, so I just wanted to start with that narrative that was thrown out there today. That just doesn't make sense. Uh, but the sequence of events leading up to Aaron Judge signing with the Yankees. So obviously they offer him, uh, what was it, like $268 million or something before the season. He declines it. The Yankees come out with the offer. Brian Cashman unveils the offer to the media and to fans and the public to make the Yankees look good and say, hey, we tried. And now there's a bunch of pressure on Aaron Judge to perform because if he doesn't, then he's not going to get $360 million like he did. He performs. He has the best walk year in like Major League Baseball history. 62 home runs, breaks the American League home run record, and then goes into free agency. Seems like it's a two-team race. Giants, Yankees. He visits with the Giants, and Yankees fans are like, oh, he's going to the San Francisco Giants. If he's visiting, he's going there. Um, that was just them, you know, being emotional. And then the winter meetings come, and it seems like there was going to be a resolution. Jeff Passan reports that the Yankees had an eight-year offer worth $300 million. We knew that that was not going to be the final offer, but that's what kind of the starting point was for this week. Then there's the report that the Giants offer is 360 and then there's the report from John Heyman in the middle of the— middle of the afternoon yesterday saying that it appears that Aaron Judge, well, he, he misspelled Aaron's name. He said Arson Judge. It appears that he was going to sign with the Giants. It appears he was heading to the Giants. And seven minutes later, he takes that down and says, sorry for jumping the gun. The Giants have not been informed of Judge's decision. And then 
like six, seven hours goes by. We don't hear anything about Judge, and we still figure that it's between the Giants and the Yankees because we didn't hear about the Padres. And then the morning, this morning comes, and I wake up, and everyone wakes up, and Aaron Judge signs with the Yankees for nine years, $360 million, and it's like, whoa. There was no lead-up to it. It just happened, boom, John Morosi with the tweet, going to the Yankees. Um, I would have had passing breaking it, but or another New York guy, just because it's New York, but Morosi got it, goes to the Yankees. Uh, and just a little backstory here. If you guys didn't know, yesterday I spoke with AJ Preller. I talked about it yesterday on the show, but if you're just tuning into this show and you didn't hear yesterday, you didn't see the video on YouTube or you don't follow on social media, I spoke with AJ for like 10 seconds, asked him about the Padres' interest in Aaron Judge at the winter meetings in person uh, in the lobby because that was Padres fans' focus yesterday was should the Padres pivot to Aaron Judge now because they lost Trey Turner? And so I asked him about it, and he was joking around saying, who's that? Like, just because he didn't want to answer their question. I asked it again. The Padres PR guy uh, said AJ has to go do MLB Network, so he, he didn't want AJ to answer the question. I asked it again because I wanted an answer, and AJ doesn't really give one, um, that was the best you're going to get out of him. He said that he doesn't discuss, he never discusses other players that, um, pretty much saying that he doesn't discuss other players that are free agents. I don't know if that's something that's in the CBA. Like you can get fined if you do that or something, or it's like you, that's breaking the rules. If you say like you're interested in someone or something, or if you just comment on someone, I don't know. Uh, but he did not say that they weren't interested. And so my reaction to that when I was at the winter meetings, I was like, there's some level of interest. There's some desire there from A.J. Preller and the Padres in Aaron Judge because it would have been real easy just for him to say a two-letter word, no, right? But he didn't. He instead didn't say no and said, we don't talk about, I never talk about any other player, any other players. So that, that kind of got my mind thinking there. I was like, oh, okay. Now, when Heyman was wrong yesterday about the Giants, I still thought it was the Giants and the Padres. I didn't think, um, I didn't think the Padres, did I say Giants, Padres? Giants and Yankees, sorry. I didn't think that the Padres were going to be offering him $400 million like Bob Nightingale reported this morning. I thought that there would show interest, that there would be a report after Judge signs that the Padres showed interest, but I was not expecting them to meet with Judge at Petco Park last night for two hours and say that they're willing to give him $400 million. Nightingale reported that, or he reported earlier in the day today that the Padres offered $400 million. Ken Rosenthal refuted that and said that the Padres didn't offer $400 million, but Bob Nightingale wrote another piece later today saying that the Padres didn't offer that, but they said that they were willing to. It wasn't like an official offer, but they told Judge, the representation, that they were willing to give him $400 million. So Judge went back to his hotel, 
and Hal Steinbrenner called him and said, do you want to be a Yankee? And Aaron said yes, and he wanted the Yankees to at least match the nine years 360 that he was receiving from the Giants, and they did that. Padres offered 10 for 400, so Judge was fine with accepting one less year because he wanted to be a Yankee. Again, the narrative that, oh, the Padres can't sign anyone, people don't want to be with the Padres, it's not that they didn't want to be with the Padres, it's not that Judge didn't want to be a Padre, it was that he only wanted to be a Yankee, right? So as long as the money was close, and the money was the exact same amount of money per year, not total, but the years were close, nine years with the Yankees, 10 for the Padres, nine for the Giants, and the money was close. Now, $40 is a big gap, but it's, it's about the same amount of years. It was the same amount of money per year. And so Aaron said, I'm going to go to the Yankees. I'm going to go into the Yankee uh, you know, Monu- Monument Park, hopefully get my number retired there, uh, be in the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown one day with the Yankee hat on, get the captain on his, uh, on his jersey, right? First, or not on his jersey, but he's going to be the captain of the team. That hasn't been done since Jeter. Uh, so those are big things for Judge. He wanted to be with the Yankees, just like Trey Turner wanted to be with the Phillies. So it's not a lack of trying for the Padres. And I kind of had the same message as, as I did yesterday from the winter meetings last night. And that is the Padres, they're willing to offer the money. They want to win. They don't care about how much money it will take. If they love someone, they will go for it. And um, fans are going to be disappointed if they don't end up with one of these big stars this offseason. Because when you have yourself rumored with Trey Turner and you gave him the most money, would have set the record for shortstops and free agency, more than the 341 that Lindor got, more than 340 that Tatis got in the extension, um, would have set a record. And they were willing to do that. And Trey Turner said no. And they were willing to give Judge $400 million, $40 million more than the Yankees offered, and what Judge ultimately accepted. And they obviously got denied there, but it's not a lack of trying. We know that the Padres have $400 million that they can spend. Like, they have it to spend this offseason. It doesn't mean that they will spend it or that they have to spend the $400 million, all $400 million, but with this offer of 10 for 400, we know that Peter Seidler approved Preller giving $400 million out to a Major League Baseball player. So they do have $400 million of room if they want to do that, right? Maybe Seidler doesn't approve that for multiple players like combined, and he wanted it for a special talent like Aaron Judge, but they do have, Seidler has $400 million that he has been willing to give out this offseason. We know that. So fans, and rightfully so, are going to be disappointed if the Padres don't end up with Carlos Rodon or like Chris Bassett or Bogarts or Correa or a combination of those names I just named or Senga, right? That, that's another name thrown in there. Um, because you're in there for the biggest free agents out there. So you better be getting one of the other free agents because there are holes on this roster. Like I was excited that the Padres were a finalist for judge, not 
I wasn't excited that they didn't land him. Like I would have loved to have Judge, but um, as I said in my reaction today, this couldn't. This could actually be bad for the Padres because the Giants might get desperate now and overpay for a shortstop the Padres are trying to get. And then let's say you know the Giants get Bogarts or something. There are reports out there that Bogarts is likely to go back to the Red Sox, but let's say that the Giants get him. And then the Twins are like, we have to overpay for Correa because we need a shortstop. So they go get Correa. And the Cubs and Braves, they get into a war for Swanson. Do the Padres want to get into a bidding war for Dansby Swanson? I don't feel like they like Dansby Swanson anywhere near how, how much they liked Trey Turner, right? So... Um, I don't know where I was getting there, but oh yeah, Judge. I, I just I just think that it was it could be a bad thing for the Padres eventually this off season that Judge did not go to the Giants. Um, so we'll see. I mean, they have four hundred million dollars. Um, again, they don't have to spend all four hundred million dollars, but they do have four hundred million dollars available to them. Peter Seidler has shown that with the offer that they gave to Judge, or at least they expressed to Judge and his representatives, hey, we're willing to do this, right? So uh, we shall see what happens. That was kind of just the sequence of events there with Judge. It is Look, it's disappointing that the Padres don't have Judge. It's disappointing that they don't have Trey Turner, but I'm not, wor I'm not uh, getting myself worked up about the Padres about the Padres not landing judge because we didn't know that they were interested in judge until he had already signed with the Yankees. It's one thing where with like Trey Turner, I'm more disappointed in not having him. And it, I'm not disappointed in the Padres because they offered more money than the Phillies did. I'm just disappointed that he's not on the Padres. Because we had been talking about Trey Turner all offseason. We've been talking about him and the shortstops and the Padres being interested in them, right? Maybe not all offseason, but definitely the, recently we've been talking about Trey Turner like every day um, and how that could be a possibility for the Padres. And we knew they were interested. So that was getting all of our hopes up, right, in Trey Turner coming to the Padres. And then you don't get him. It's like, oh, man, all that wasted effort. Or with the Padres, it was like, okay, it was a wasted effort of two hours, their two-hour meeting with Judge last night in San Diego at Petco. Like, okay. I mean, we knew, or we didn't know, but I, I think I predicted last night on the show that he was going back to the Yankees because Brian Cashman probably didn't want to give him nine years, 360, but Hal Steinbrenner stepped in and closed the deal because he's the owner, he's the boss and said, we're not letting Aaron Judge, the face of this franchise, uh, leave, the, leave the Yankees. Like, this is the captain of this team. We're not allowing this guy to walk. Um, so props to the Yankees for getting that deal done. Um, props to the Padres for offering $400 million to Judge. I mean, Peter Seidler is trying to win right now, and A.J. Preller is willing to do whatever it takes, spend as much as Peter Seidler allows him to, try to put a put a uh, winning product on the field so they want to do this for san diego they want to win uh and so you got to respect that and being in these conversations like yes they aren't landing these players but the more that they're in these conversations they're going to it, the more they're in them 
it makes me feel like they're going to land one of these guys eventually. Like they're going, someone's going to take their money, right? Trey Turner didn't take the Padres' money. Aaron Judge didn't take the Padres' money. But there are other free agents out there that are represented by Scott Boris, <clears throat> Bogarts, <clears throat> Correa, that probably will take the offer that has the most money. Or I don't know about Bogarts. Maybe he does want to go back to the Red Sox. But it seems like Correa will take the offer that is the most amount of money, I think. Um, so if the Padres really like Carlos Correa, then he can land up there. Because um, it does seem like that Correa is a guy that goes to somewhere that has the most money. And, I mean, when you look at this Correa situation, by the way, Ken Rosenthal reported today that the Twins still want Correa. The Giants are perhaps the most obvious fit now that they have lost Aaron Judge to the Yankees. Um, the Padres cannot be dismissed in the Carlos Correa uh, sweepstakes. He noted that it looks like, or it's likely that Xander Bogarts goes back to the Boston Red Sox. Um, but, I mean, with Carlos Correa, those three teams that Ken Rosenthal listed today in The Athletic, the Twins, the Giants, and us, the Padres. Let's say Xander goes back to the Red Sox because it does. There, it has been reported today that there's momentum in that. So, Minnesota, San Francisco, San Diego. What team? I put this out on Twitter earlier today. What team would Carlos Correa want to play for? And think about this. This is the Carlos Correa that had to sit in that TBS studio and watch Jeremy Pena have all that success and. This is the Carlos Correa that had the Astros say, no, we're good. We're not going to pay you. Uh, we have Jeremy Pena here, a rookie, and he goes and wins the World Series in his first season with the team, first season in the big leagues. Um, so he wants to prove to people, hey, I'm a pretty darn good shortstop too. And in order to do that, you got to be playing in those big games in the postseason, right? His best chance to win among those three teams, the Padres, the Twins, and the Giants, it's the Padres. If I were Carlos Correa, if I want to win after Jeremy Pena just as a rookie won the World Series with my former team, I want to go to the Padres over the Twins and the Giants. Now, obviously money's a factor, but we know the Padres have the money for Carlos Correa. It's not something that's like, oh, they don't have the money. This is a pipe dream. Like They have the money. It is clear they have the money. They just offered a guy $400 million last night at Petco, right? So... The money should not be an issue. Um, it's it's more of are the Padres like interested in Carlos Correa because um, they can offer the most money. We'll see if the Giants get desperate. But comparing the Padres, the Giants, and the Twins, you look at their rosters, right? And I'm not going through the entire roster, but you look at the Twins. You have Byron Buxton as the face of the franchise. He cannot stay on the field consistently. You have, after that, Luis Arise, who could be traded, according to reports. You have Jorge Polanco, who, okay, yeah, he's a good player, but I don't think he blows people away. Royce Lewis is still young. He's not like this superstar shortstop. I know he was, I think, the Twins' number one pick uh, back in the draft years and years and years ago, but he's just starting his career, and, he, and we're not hearing the same buzz around him as like Jeremy Pena, right? And if Carlos Correa signs there, by the way, Royce Lewis, uh, is he playing second base and then they trade a rise? 
How much does that make the Twins like a lot better? No, because Correa was with the Twins this past season. It's kind of like Judge. Yankee fans, they can be excited, but you didn't get better today. You're the same team that you were when you got bounced by the Astros um, in the ALCS. You got swept. So the Yankees have not improved this offseason. And the Twins, if they bring back Correa, they haven't like improved. Um, Royce Lewis, he might be playing second base if they get Correa. And maybe they trade a rise. They can get pieces back from that, but it, there's just, it's not as strong of a team as the Padres. They have uh, Kepler there, but they might trade him. Who knows? Uh, Joe Ryan, young pitcher, but I mean, after that, it's you have Sonny Gray in the rotation. Uh, you have Lopez, I believe, is their closer from I think he was with Miami or Baltimore uh, last year. So they're good there, but. When you, the face of the franchise is a guy that can't stay healthy, as I said yesterday, if I'm Carlos Correa, I don't want to go sign there again because the biggest player that is on that roster before Correa, he needs to stay healthy if you want a chance to go win everything, right? Bryce Harper, he was on the field uh, in the batter's box with the Phillies, uh, and they made it to the World Series, right? He didn't play in the field, but he was DHing, right? He was available. Uh, Jeremy Pena, he was healthy for the Astros, right? You need your best player in Buxton. He just hasn't really shown that. Um, and then you look at the Giants, Jock Peterson, Brandon Crawford, one more year. Like, Correa's going to sign a long-term deal. Brandon Crawford's going to be there for one more year, and he's old. Jock Peterson's there for one more year. He had the qualifying offer. Um, Lamonte Wade Jr., Yaz, Mike Yastrzemski would be like their five hitter. Uh, Wilmer Flores, J.D. Davis. Like those are not names that blow you away. That Those are not names that are like, oh, this is a World Series contending team. Logan Webb's good. Camilo Duvall's good. But um, the rotation for the Giants doesn't blow people away. Uh, you know, Alex Cobb, Alex Wood, right? That doesn't compare to the Padres, right? Where you have firepower everywhere. Uh, Soto, Tatis, Manny, Darvish, Snell, Musgrove, Jake Cronenworth, Josh Hader, Robert Suarez, right? Like, there is a ton of talent for the Padres. And so, if you're Carlos Correa and you want to win, you want to make a statement after the guy that replaced you just won a World Series. You go to the team that you have the best chance to win consistently long-term, and I think that's the Padres uh, because they have an owner willing to spend money. They're willing, they have an owner willing to give $400 million to a guy that they weren't even involved in uh, before last night, or, or before, probably not last night, before uh, the end of Monday, right? They just got involved in that. So they have an owner willing to spend. Peter Sadler is willing to spend. So if I'm Carlos Correa, I want to play for that guy. I'm not saying the Giants like won't be a contender in a few years, kind of like the Manny situation when he first signed with the Padres, but if I'm Correa, I don't want to waste years. I'm trying to win right now. And I would think that Siler's going to keep trying to spend four years from now uh, because he wants to win. And even when he does win, I think he'll be thirsty for more, hungry for more. He wants to continue to win. So if Rosenthal's right here and says the Twins still want him, the Giants are a fit, 
Padres cannot be dismissed. Among those three teams, I think the Padres would be the best option if he's trying to win. And the Padres do have the money, too. So if he wants to make it about money, like the best full situation, money, winning, I think the Padres have that combination for him. Um, Bogarts, he has not signed with the Red Sox as of yet, right? Uh, according to Susan Slusser, the Giants had a face-to-face meeting with Correa. That just came up here on Twitter. Uh, I see in the chat someone's talking about Bogarts in the Red Sox, but um, I don't see any updates on that. But, yeah, I saw that earlier today, that there's the Red Sox are, like, in heavy discussions with Xander Bogarts or something like that. So let's say Xander goes to the Red Sox. I think the Padres will try to get Carlos Correa. Um, and they have the money. What I think they should do, and I'll get to the chat here in a second, what I think the Padres should do and how they could still uh, have a successful offseason without landing Turner or Judge um, is go get a couple big names. And I will get to that here in a second. But first... This episode is sponsored by Gaglione Bros Famous Cheese Steaks and Garlic Fries. Their main location is on Friars Road, and you can visit gaglionebros.com for their menu and contact information. You can also enjoy their cheese steaks and fries at Petco Park and inside Snapdragon Stadium. All right, what I would do here, the Padres, they lose out on Aaron Judge, they lose out on Trey Turner, but that's not the end of the world. They're willing to spend $400 million. Peter Seidler offered that to Aaron Judge. So how about you spend that $400 million on a big bat, which is what we know the Padres need, and a big starting pitcher, which is what we know the Padres need. Darvish and Snell are for agents at the end of the year. Maybe they get a Darvish extension done, but Snell might walk. Who knows? And starting pitching is king. Starting pitching was their Achilles heel in the postseason. So... I think getting a big starting pitcher is key, and you need a big bat. I don't care where the bat is. If it's a shortstop, that is great. I don't care. We know that other guys can move positions. Tatis can go to the outfield. The Padres just want the best lineup that they can get, right? The best hitters they can get. So we know that's what they want. So how can the Padres still have a successful offseason without Judge and Turner? You go get Carlos Correa. Let's say it's $300 million, match Turner, and then you spend, you spend on Senga. Less than $100, $100 million. $100 would be great. Less than $100 million, I think, gets that done. So that, could be, that would be a combined probably less than $400 million. For Correa, let's say $300. Let's be nice and say it's over $300. And you bring in Senga for $80 million. All right, there you go spent the judge money and you don't have judge for the next nine years right you might have career for a long time but you don't have, i think he will age better than aaron judge and you don't you're not paying senga for like 10 years right it's probably like five um and that makes your team better on offense right you're getting back a 40 home run player in tatis that already makes your offense better you bring in carlos correa who is clutch in the postseason. He's one of the best shortstops in baseball. Some people thought he was the second best 
shortstop available here in free agency behind Trey Turner. So that's not a bad consolation prize. And we know the Padres will still have the money for Juan Soto, a Juan Soto extension, because they did not offer Judge $400 million last night just to sit here and pick Judge over Soto, right? You, you don't trade all of those pieces that you did at the trade deadline last year, Hassel, Gore, Abrams, Wood, Susanna. You don't trade all of them to not bring back Soto and, in fa- and you know, make this last-ditch effort for Judge in, fa- you know, in favor of him over Soto, right, who is, like, 24, you know? So the Padres have a plan. They're willing to spend a bunch of money. You go do that, you can still do that this offseason on multiple guys. You don't have to spend it all on one guy. You can also do Xander Bogarts, spend on him $220 million, and then give 180 to Carlos Rodon. There's $400 million right there. You go get the best starting pitcher remaining on the market. That would make the Padres have the best rotation in baseball on paper. And then you get Xander Bogarts, who you can move to second base. You can move to third if Manny leaves um, in the future. And he's a big bat in the lineup, right? A good middle-of-the-order bat, which is what the Padres want, right? And that corner bat that the Padres need, according to Preller, or the, the corner bat that they're targeting, the corner bat becomes Tatis. Put him in left or right for the season, or however long. Um, like, that makes your team better. That's why, like, it, this could be a good thing for the Padres that they didn't get judged. I know I said earlier that it could be a bad thing because the Giants could go overpay for Bogarts or Correa and just you know steal a guy the Padres want. It, they could go do that with pitching as well. Um, but it could be a good thing that they didn't get judged because they could spend that money on multiple big-time guys to benefit not just the offense, but to benefit the pitching staff as well make their team more complete than it would have been if they got judged for 10 for 400, right? So that's that's how they can make this offseason a very successful one still, despite missing out on Aaron Judge and despite Trey Turner picking the Phillies. Let me know in the chat if you would like that. If you want the Padres to go get Xander and Rodon, or you want them to go get uh, Correa and... Uh, who did I say? Senga for 400 million because they're willing to spend the 400. We don't know if they're willing to spend 400 million dollars now that Judge is off the board, but they were willing. We know that they have 400 million dollars available. Like Priller has that available to him. Uh, we don't know if Seidler has taken that away from him because they didn't get Judge, but uh. Seidler has $400 million sitting around to give to someone or a combination of players. All right, let's get to the chat here. I appreciate everyone for being here. Sorry if I don't have, if I'm not like super loud or anything. Um, I'm kind of tired right now because I've been at the winter meetings the last three days. I was there Sunday. From, I want to say like 2 o'clock till like 9 probably. 
And then I was there on Monday from 8 a.m. till 9 p.m. after 9. I was there yesterday from 8 a.m. to uh, 9, after 9 probably. And then I was there today from 8, like 15 probably, 8.15 to 2 or 3 o'clock. Uh, so it was a lot of walking, a lot of standing around. Uh, so kind of tired right now, but I obviously wanted to do this still. Like, I know AJ's tired too, but he's still working, right? So we can still do this. Okay, Irie says, everyone's stressing out. I think they can just want to get a mid-level pitcher and focus on re-signing the guys they have, hence Darvish on a short deal because of age Snell to a five-year. What? Okay, let me address the mid-level pitcher thing. So if the Padres get a mid-level pitcher, I'll be fine with that, but I want them to go get a big bat then. Uh, a mid-level pitcher is fine because they do have their top three guys. They're looking for a four-starter right now. Maybe they're looking for an ace if they're interested in Rodon. But after Rodon, like Senga, he's probably, him and Bassett, they're probably the best pitchers remaining. Those guys are like three starters on teams. And so that's where the Padres kind of want to place him in the rotation. Four, but could be three-starter. Um, so I'd be fine with getting a mid-level uh, a mid-rotation guy. Mid-level is probably more like a guy on a one-year deal, not like a five-year deal, or but probably like a guy on a two-year deal, uh, like an Andrew Heaney, someone like that. I'd be fine with that as well. Um, but, I mean, I think the fan reaction is going to be, go get Rodon, go get Bassett, go get Senga, go get someone like that, because you're being in the Aaron Judge conversation. You're in the Trey Turner conversation. Uh, you had your name in there. So the fans see that, and they see the offers that you put there, and it was more than what the Phillies gave them. It was more than what the Yankees gave Judge. So you have the money. You wanted to spend, so now you don't want to spend if they don't get a big guy. I think that would disappoint Padres fans. Matthew says, Carlos Correa next strikeout or what? Oh, striking out on the on free agents. Look, I think Correa, he is different from Judge and Turner. Turner wanted to be on the East Coast. Judge wanted to be with the Yankees. It was always going to be that way. He was using the Giants as leverage. He was probably thinking about the Giants if the Yankees like totally disrespected him. But he always wanted to be with the Yankees. So don't take that personally, Padres fans. He wanted to be with the Yankees. Um, Turner wanted to be with the Phillies. Don't take that personally. For me, I'm like, okay, screw Trey Turner. He didn't want to be a Padre. All right. Um, I want people that are here. So I know I just said don't take that personally, Padres fans, and I kind of just did take it personally. But I, I guess what I'm saying is don't get, like, overworked about this and don't be like, no one wants to come here. No, people want to come here for, like, money. Like, Trey Turner probably wanted to come here based on money. Judge probably wanted to come here based on money, $400 million, but they had other priorities. Family, uh, Trey Turner's wife, right? Uh, Judge wanting to be a Yankee, right? Because he, he 
was developed as a Yankee, came through as a Yankee. Like, that's just what it was. So this isn't like Carlos Correa, who is open probably going to the highest bidder. If, if the Padres are the highest bidder and Correa doesn't come, then I'm like, okay, what's going on here? But those two guys, in, in, in those two guys' cases, they wanted to be with the team that they ended up in, if that makes sense. Irie says, Darvish, Musgrove, Snell, Bassett, Martinez would be a solid five. I agree. I would like to have Chris Ballot. Uh, Ballot. I would love to have Chris Bassett, yes. Um, I, I think he's a solid starter. You know, Bob Melvin knows him, obviously, with this with Bassett's time in Oakland. I think he'd be a solid four-starter because he would be the four-starter. I don't think he's a top three-starter in the rotation when you have Darvish, Snow, and Musgrove. Uh, but he, he's better than Nick Martinez. But when both guys are at their best, uh, Snell is better than Bassett. Musgrove's better than Bassett. Darvish is better than Bassett. Uh, but yeah, that would be a great rotation. They'd have one of the best rotations in baseball. Regardless of who they get, they might still have the best, one of the best rotations in baseball. I don't know about the best. Um, I'd probably have to look around the league more. But yeah, adding adding Bassett, he's one of the best remaining starting pitchers out there. You got Tyone went to the Cubs. Um, Walker went to the Phillies. So um, guys are going, coming off the board. Joe Grom obviously went to the Rangers. There's less and less big names out there, so that would be a that would be a win for the Padres if they get Bassett. BWB says, "Do you think the Padres could sign Xander and Rodon?" Yes. Yeah, I think. Well, sorry, this comment was at 4:49. It's 5:23 right now, so I'm behind on the comments. But I always do the comments at the end of the episode when I'm done giving my thoughts. Um, yeah, like I said. That, that's what I propose. Xander for like 220, Rodon for 180. That equals 400, which is what you were willing to give uh, Judge. Yeah, get that done. That makes your team better on offense, makes your team better in the rotation, which was your weak spot in the postseason in the NLCS. You get Tatis back. Like Now you're rolling. Uh, someone says... Do Benintendi, Drury, Senga, and trade for Bieber? One, I'll shut that down right there because I think the Guardians would say no to trading Shane Bieber. Uh, I think Benintendi will get overpaid by someone. I don't think the Padres should be doing that. Getting Drury, I I want Drury back. Uh, if they don't go get like a shortstop, I'd be fine with Drury being at first base and platooning with someone. I obviously like Senga, and I think that the Padres do have legitimate interest in him. Uh, I think John Heyman tweeted that earlier today. I think he named the Cubs in there. Let me double check John's Twitter account. I know he missed on the judge news, but he does have sources that are right uh, most of the time. That was Judge was just the biggest news of the offseason, so he wanted to make sure he got that scoop. He wanted that the news first, and he jumped the gun, and he ended up being wrong. He, I don't think he double-checked because he thought that other reporters were going to go get there uh, like within seconds. Because you know how that happens, right? 
I would think the agents probably just group chat all these reporters and whoever sees it first and tweets it, there you go. Um, so I think he was kind of worried about that. Anyway, that's not the talking point right now. Let me see what he said about Senga. It was earlier this morning, I believe. The Yankees remain in on Carlos Rodon. Others areas of interest include Andrew Benintendi. Red Sox in heavy discussions with Bogarts. Maybe he's not the one that tweeted it. Mets remain involved with Senga. Who tweeted it? Maybe it was Morosi or something. There was a tweet out there about Senga today. Uh, and it wasn't like a big news thing. Like we knew the teams that were interested in him already, but it just confirmed that the Padres were still interested in Senga. Uh, Edward asked, do you think the Padres will sign Rodon and Correa? I think if they sign Correa, they probably won't sign Rodon. I think it would be Correa and a lesser starter. If they sign Rodon, they'd probably not bring Correa in because Correa's I would think Boris is going to want $300 million at least from a team. So my gut says it won't be Rodon and Correa. I mean, do I think the Padres should sign both of them? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to win. I, I don't care how much it costs. Like, you're that close to a World Series. Like, just go do it. If you're willing to spend $400 million, just go do it. Um, but that's easy for me to say. I'm not the one with the – I'm not the one that's, you know – writing the check and, and saying, here you go, Carlos, here's $320 million. Rodon, here's uh, $200 million. you know, if you're going nuts like that, right? So it would be expensive. Yeah, I think they, I think they should go get Correa, Swanson, Bogarts, uh, Bassett, Rodon, Senga, but that's just not how baseball works, right? You, you, there is a limit at some point. Uh, Roland Deep homie says Hector Gomez reports Padres are meeting with Andrew Benintendi. Really? I didn't see that. Let me check Hector's Twitter. Is he the most reliable source, though? I don't know. Where do you see that? Oh, okay, here it is. My bad. 59 minutes ago says Padres will meet with Andrew Benintendi per Julian Goularte. Never heard of that guy, but all right. I think they should have interest in Benintendi. That's probably a backup plan, right? If they don't go get Bogarts or Correa, then you could just scrap the shortstop plan if they're not interested in Swanson. I like Swanson. I think you go get a big starter, you add Swanson, and you wouldn't be spending $400 million, right? You'd, you'd be spending less than that. You could go get Swanson, another bat, and a starting pitcher if you want to fit in that $400 million window. Um, so, yeah, I, I would like that. But I don't think the Padres are really interested in Swanson. We haven't heard that the Padres are interested in Dansby. I like Dansby. Some people think he's overrated. but. 
he has been the shortstop for a very successful Braves team, and he's helped that. So, but yeah, Padres meeting with Benintendi. I mean, he is someone that would kind of like literally replace Profar. Benintendi doesn't switch hit, but left fielder, he's pretty good defensively. He's a contact guy. He could hit leadoff. Um, that that's a a guy that is very similar to Profar. So. Maybe, I mean, AC reported the other day, right? I think it was this week that the Padres still have a desire to bring Profar back. So maybe they do that, but maybe the market uh, gets too big for Profar and the Padres don't want to get into that. And so they just go to Benintendi. But the Yankees are interested in Benintendi. I'm sure there's other teams as well. And Benintendi obviously wants a starting spot. Jack says, honestly, Soto is enough of a star for me. Let's keep him. I think the Padres are going to keep him regardless of what they do this offseason. I don't know if they're going to get an extension done this offseason. I doubt it uh, because it's Boris and Soto. Uh, he, you know, they, they, they probably want to go to free agency unless someone gives them, you know, unless either gives them $500 million. Um, But I think the Padres, they had a plan, like I said earlier. They had a plan. To pay four hundred million to Judge or pay three forty two to Turner, and go give Soto like five hundred million, because you don't trade all those guys that they did this trade deadline, this past trade deadline, to go instead pick Aaron Judge over Soto. Like Soto, I think is the better long term player than Judge. And Judge had a great season, but he's not going to have that great of a season next year. And maybe he has a better season than Soto, but it's about the long term thing. And I think it would be a really bad look for the Padres if they let Soto walk and they're allowing their, their, you know, he, he's going to be one of them by the end of these two and a half years. Soto's going to be one of us, right? Because we'll, we, we would have watched how many games? What's 162 times two? It would be more than that because of the postseason, but we would have, uh, We would watch 350 Juan Soto games, probably more than more than that. Five, uh, not 500, 400 Juan Soto games. So he 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 would definitely be one of us by that time. Um, so I think the fan base would be very disappointed if they let Soto walk. Uh, they got to bring him back. But I, I thought. To answer your or to reply to this comment here, saying honestly, Soto is enough of a star for me. Let's keep him. That sounds like you're settling. Like honestly, Soto is enough of a star for me. Like, okay, he's a star, but don't you want more? Didn't you see that the Padres had stars this past year, and they made it to the NLCS? What happens if they get more stars? Don't you want to win the whole thing, right? Like. I think they will get Soto done, and they're willing to spend a lot of money this offseason. So go do that. Don't settle because, oh, I'm fine with Soto in right field. I'm, I'm fine with Tatis at shortstop. I'm fine with uh, you know Manny, Tatis, Soto, Cronenworth, and then the rest of the lineup is just what it is. Like, no, don't settle for that. If the Padres are interested, you know, they're, they're willing to spend $300, $400 million like it's been reported, 
then don't settle for a two-year, $20 million deal for Brandon Jury. No, go get the big guys because those guys have a bigger impact and will help you win more than a smaller-name guy. That's why they're getting paid all that money. Mike says, package Kim, Morahone, and Merrill for Reynolds? Heck no. What? If you're trading for Reynolds, you're probably trading Grisham in that. Uh, just just for, like, roster composition, because Reynolds would probably play center field. I mean, you could put him in left, or you could put Grisham in left. But um, I think the Padres are actually, you know, really considering the Tatis to the outfield thing. And you trade away Kim. Okay, well, he, he's a valuable utility guy, even if, like, Cronenworth's at second and Tatis is at shortstop. You trade Morahone. I think the Padres are still high on him. He's a bullpen option. You trade Merrill. What is your farm system now? Dylan Lesko, who just had Tommy John surgery? It's him and a bunch of other guys that are not as talented as Jackson Merrill. For Brian Reynolds, yeah, it's a good contract, multiple years of control. You're trying to win now. I understand that, but he is not Juan Soto. Juan Soto I give up top prospects for. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine without Brian Reynolds. He's not like a, oh, I must have Brian Reynolds. No, I'm good. Gabe says Correa is better than Turner. Some would probably make that argument because of um, like postseason. Uh, but I think people are looking at like most recent, right? I think that's the best projection of what's to come is what happened most recently. And what happened most recently is Trey Turner had an amazing season. And the power was there. And so they were like, yeah, I'll give Trey Turner 10 years, 11 years. We thought it was going to be like 7, 8, and it ended up being 11. Uh, but Correa, I mean, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong, Gabe. Yeah, definitely. I think I'd probably have Turner over Correa. You know, he can play the outfield, play the infield. Uh, I think he's probably going to age a little better than Correa. But Correa, is, he'll age well. He's going to age better than Judge. This past season, some people thought that, like it wasn't the best season for Correa. He still had a over five war, over 20 home runs, almost hit 300. Uh, his OPS was over 800, which is what you want from a star player. League average OPS plus is 100. His was 140. Like He still had a really good year. Um, you know, the Twins didn't make the postseason, but now that it wasn't like an Aaron Judge walk year, but it, it was still a good year, and he, he's going to get paid. I'll put it this way. like It's hard to determine which guy is better because both are really, really talented, but uh, I would take either. And Correa is the one that is available, so I would definitely take Correa. And like I was mentioning earlier, if I'm Correa and I want to be on a contender and you know prove people wrong, people that think, oh, Jeremy Pena, great. Um, they didn't need Correa. Well, they, they didn't, so you're not going to prove them wrong there. But like to prove a point, like I'm still here. I'm still really dang good. Imagine what this Astros team would have been if they would have paid me and had Pena on the team as well. So I think he wants to prove something. And to do that, you got to be on a contender, right? You go to the Giants this year and they're not good. People aren't going to, they're not going to be paying attention to Carlos Correa, right? You go to the Twins this year and the pitching falters, injuries happen. 
they're not going to be paying attention to Carlos Correa. No one was paying attention to Carlos Correa in September of this past season, right? Because the Twins were not a playoff team. And Correa, he wants those big moments. So the Padres are the team among the Twins, the Giants, and the Padres. What? David says Tatis's younger brother got in a motorcycle accident on Sunday. Does Tatis and his brother like not communicate? He didn't learn a lesson. Elijah Tatis, younger brother of Fernando. This is from Baudilio Jimenez. This was tweeted out today. Uh, says, Elijah Tatis suffered a motorcycle accident on Sunday, the 4th, in Juan Dolio? Dolio? According to sources, Elijah, 21 years old, arrived at a medical center with a fractured left foot, lacerations, and various injuries in, to his hand. Wow. I mean, that's a dumb move by Elijah. Holy cow. You can't learn from your brother. I think Tatis is pretty set up financially that you don't need to be riding motorcycles around. Is a what is Elijah in the Padres organization? Didn't they pick him up or something? Or is he still with the White Sox? It says he's with the right it says he's with the White Sox in their rookie affiliate. Oh, no, July 30th, they released Elijah Tatis. So is he not on a team at all? He's not in any organization? I wouldn't think an organization would, would like want to go uh, pick this guy up after he just got in a motorcycle accident, after his brother just got torn apart by a lot of fans in baseball for doing the same thing and hurting his team's chances of winning the division, you know, getting off to a good start uh, because he got in that accident. So... Um, and because he wanted to rehab faster, you know, the ringworm, and then he gets suspended. Like, he thought he would have learned his lesson from his older brother, but I guess not. Wow. How about the Tatis family just, you know, Tatis Sr. is not going to do this, but how about they just ban motorcycles from that family? How about we do that? Alex, thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it. it. Says three shortstops, six teams, three teams won't be happy. Yeah, I mean, I did see that too. That six teams were in there for a shortstop. Um, yeah, three teams won't be happy because you have Swanson, you have Bogart, you have Correa. I mean, you can make trades for shortstops. If the Padres end up not getting a shortstop, I think it'll be a disappointment because of the interest in Turner, the interest in Bogarts. That's all we've been hearing this winter meetings week, right? Um, I mean, we heard about Judge, but that was till after that wasn't till after he signed. But we've been hearing about Turner. We've been hearing hearing about Bogarts. Like that's the number one question that Padres have or Padres fans have about the team right now. Um, so if they don't get him, it's disappointing. But it's not the end of the world because they don't need a shortstop. It's the best offense. Uh, option out there because the first base market the corner outfield market is not it's just not great but it's not the end of the world that they don't end up with one where the braves they don't have a shortstop yeah you could have grissom over there but they'd miss dansby the giants you don't add a shortstop you don't add a big money player after 
you lost Aaron, lost out on Aaron Judge. Uh, you have the Dodgers and Padres ahead of you in the division. You have Crawford retiring, not retiring, but he's going to be out of his contract at the end of this season. So you need it. You want a shortstop in there after Crawford. Um, your GM Farhan Zaidi, not GM, but President of Baseball Ops, said that no player is out of their. Essentially said this. I'm paraphrasing. He said at the GM meetings that no player is like out of their um, financial like comfort level or like money is not going to stop them from signing any player. And they he was referring to Judge, right? But now that they don't have Judge, he can refer to other shortstops, right? Correa is probably one of them that Giants fans want now. Or Bogarts, right? Um, so, yeah, I think the Giants, if there's one of those six teams that are like, okay, we need a shortstop, the Giants are up there. I think the Twins are up there as well, but they do have Royce Lewis. They have Polanco. Uh, they have Miranda, who I think is at third base. You might not know who Miranda is, but I have family in Minnesota, so I do pay attention to some Twins baseball. Um, they have Arise as well, who can play some first, can DH. So it won't be the end of the world if the Twins don't get a shortstop. The Giants, it's like, I mean, it's an underwhelming lineup to begin with. And you probably don't want Crawford to be there in 2024. Otani's going to get $50 million a year probably this next offseason. Like, this is your time. Go get a shortstop. The free agent class next offseason is not strong, um, not as deep at all um, as this year. Like, the Giants, they're the teams that's – that would be the least happy if they don't land a shortstop. The Padres, it's like, okay, I mean, disappointing because you're hearing a lot of reports about the Padres being interested, but it's not the end of the world. The shortstop's not their need. First base, corner outfield is. Those holes would be filled if they got a shortstop by guys on the roster, uh, but positional fit, it wouldn't be the end of the world. If that makes sense. That was a long answer, I know. I'm, I give long answers, but that's my thoughts on that. Oh, we got a Phillies fan in the chat here. Well, he already has Trey Turner in a Philly uniform. All right. He says nobody wants to play for the Padres. That's wrong. That narrative's wrong, man. Sorry, dude. I talked about it earlier. Uh, Trey Turner, he always wanted to be with the Phillies. His wife is from New Jersey. They wanted to be back on the East Coast. That was his uh, that is that was his preferred option. And the Phillies, they gave him three hundred million. He was fine with three hundred million. It's not like they gave him two hundred, right? There wasn't a huge gap, uh, especially when you take like California taxes and stuff. It was only like a five million dollar gap when you like take everything into account. Aaron Judge, he always wanted to be a Yankee. I don't even think he wanted to be a giant, but he was using them as the hometown team, you know, the threat, going and visiting San Francisco. He was using them as leverage for the Yankees to make the Yankees. He knew the Giants were going to do whatever it took to bring him in. And so he kept getting that offer up. It was eight years. Then he had the Giants give him nine. And then the Yankees were like, hold on a second. We'll give you nine. Then you had the Padres come in for 10. And, and then the Yankees were like, okay, we have nine here. We'll give you the same $40 million a year offer that the Giants and Padres have, and then they got a deal done. Like He, he used the other teams as leverage there. 
So Judge wanted to be a Yankee. Turner wanted to be on the East Coast, probably with the Phillies, with Kevin Long, former hitting coach, Bryce Harper, former teammate. It's not like they were open and signing with the highest bidder. We kind of we knew who they wanted to sign with. Correa, we don't know who he wants to sign with. You assume it's a contender, right? But it feels like he's the guy out of all these shortstops. He's going to go to the team with, that gives him the most money. Bogarts, maybe he wants to go back to the Red Sox. If it's close, kind of like Judge, we don't know. Um, you know, if years are close, maybe he picks the Red Sox. He likes Devers. It seems like he enjoys being in Boston, but Correa, it's like Houston obviously isn't going to get him. They're not interested. They have Jeremy Pena. The Astros, or not the Astros, the Twins, they had him for one year. He doesn't like have this like long connection with the Twins. So he's just open to whoever. According to Boris, I think that's what he said yesterday at his big media scrum when there was like 100 reporters there just to see him say pretty much nothing. Um, so the nobody wants to play for the Padres thing, that's not accurate. I think if Correa signs elsewhere and we learned the Padres gave him the most money, then that could be more of a narrative. Like that narrative would make more sense. If Bogarts signs elsewhere and it's not the Red Sox and we know that the Padres or we learn the Padres gave him the most money, okay, then you could start talking about that, you know, mentioning that narrative again. But the nobody wants to play for the Padres, that narrative doesn't make sense right now. I get it with the money, but you got to remember where they wanted to be. They wanted to be in Philly and New York, Turner and Judge, respectively. And those offers were pretty close to the Padres, with years or with dollars, so they went there. That That's not on the Padres. Uh, Joel asks, how do you feel about Dansby Swanson? I like Dansby Swanson. I, I'd love him to be a Padre. I know some fans aren't high on him, but there's something about that postseason experience. No, I'm not going the Hosmer route, right, where he was out of his prime. Padres were, bit, you know, they just wanted someone to start uh, the rise, right? They wanted that name, right? That's not where the Padres are at right now. Swanson, he's not the big. He hasn't been the biggest guy with the Braves, right? He's like with the Braves, obviously. They have a good, you know, they have a big fan base, but he's not the biggest guy, right? When you look at the Braves, it was Freddie Freeman before he left. It was uh, Acuna. Um, it now is. Still Acuna, Matt Olson, you think of Austin Riley had like this amazing season last year. He's not like the guy. This isn't like they have to bring back Dansby. It's Aaron Judge. You have to bring him back. Like Aaron Judge was with the Yankees. You know, um, I think Braves fans think that they have to bring back Dansby, but it's not like, oh, this is the captain of our team. If we lose him, this is like a failure of an offseason. They can still have a very competitive team without Dansby. Um, now, to Dansby, I mean, he had an above-average OPS plus this past year. His OPS was 776, which is where you want it. Um, he hit 25 home runs. His war was over 5.5. Like, this is an impact shortstop that you can put right there in the middle of the order. You can have Tatis in the outfield. You can have uh, Kim at second. You can have Cronenworth at first base. Like, I like that. 
and he's he's going to be the cheapest of the three remaining shortstops, Bogarts, Correa, and then him. So if the Padres want to go spend on a couple pitchers, like Preller told the media the other day at the winter meetings, they can do that if they bring in a cheaper shortstop. And Swanson, I think, is a better option than any first baseman out there. You can move Crony over to first, and I think that's better. I think that it's better than any left fielder out there. DH, I mean, you can make the argument for Brantley and stuff like that, but uh, Swanson's still better than those first base options, I think. And he's still better than the left field options, I think. So I love, I'd love, i love to have Dansby Swanson. I mean, yeah, Bogarts and Correa are great, but we know pitching is sh- it should be the priority, and it allows the – I think this would allow the Padres – They, what would Dansby get, like less than $200 million? Or may, maybe it would be 200. Let's say it's 200. I think it would be less, like a five-year deal. But let's say it's 200, and someone just, it's just, the Padres go all in for Dansby. We haven't even heard that they're interested in him. I don't even know if they are. But let's say they give him 200. Okay, we know that they've, they're willing to spend 400. So that gives you $200 million for two starters. That's Senga. You could go Rodon for 180 and then bring in someone on a two-year, $20 million deal. You could sign uh, Senga and then probably Bassett, right? Like, there's a, You could go that route and then Dansby. Let you, you improve your rotation. You improve your lineup. Like, that's a great place to go. Or you could go shortstop with Dansby. Bring in Senga or Rodon, someone like that, and then you can go bring in someone like Brantley as another bat. Um, so Dansby, he's the cheaper guy, cheaper option. He allows you to do more than um, if the Padres brought in Correa, if the Padres brought in Bogarts. And like the Padres, they have the superstar talent on in the lineup. If you bring in Dansby Swanson, who's one of the best shortstops in baseball, that makes that 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 would complement the other stars in the lineup as well. Uh, Joel asks any word on where Dansby is likely going. Uh, I would assume the Braves. It seems like the Braves want him back. But we have not heard anything about Swanson, really. The focus has been on Turner, Correa, and Bogarts. We've heard, I I guess, I'll take that back. We've heard a little bit about the Cubs and Swanson, but I think that was more like on Sunday, at like the beginning of the winter meetings. I I haven't heard anything about Dansby. I mean, let me check Twitter real quick. I'll just look up Swanson, and I'm sure that'll show up. Yeah, like when I look up Dansby on Twitter, there's no, like, reports on Dansby Swanson, like, who's interested in him, like, someone's meeting with him. Uh, But I believe the Phillies met with him, but that was before we knew that they were going to get Trey Turner. So that's out of it. They're out of it. Uh, Baltimore has interest in bringing him back. The Cubs, I, I think they met with Dansby, but we haven't heard anything about him. So 
I hope the Padres go get in there. I mean, I, I love Correa, I love Bogarts, but if the Padres swoop in there and they give Swanson like a take it or leave it offer, and Swanson can't take it back to the Braves and have them match it, and he just takes it, like I'd be open to that. And then you go spend on multiple starting pitchers or a starting pitcher and a bat. I'd be up for that. Like, I want a complete team. Mike says Correa may not be the greatest clubhouse guy. I mean, if he wants to win, he he should be. I understand why people will say that, uh, but... We knew that when he signed with the Twins, like that was a one-year thing, and he was going to opt out and then go get a bigger deal in free agency. There just wasn't the market for him or the market that he thought he was going to get. So this past year, he uh, went to the Twins for one year there. That was something that I didn't expect to happen. Um, my point is, like this past season, Correa was... Sure, he was playing for the team, but he was playing for himself. He knew that he could opt out if he had a good year. He had a good year. And so he was playing 2022 to uh, opt out and go get a big contract. So he was playing for himself. And, you know, the quotes that he had at the end of the year about, what do you say? Something about like a shop, like a some like Dior watch or. I don't. I don't know what watches. I don't know those brands. You say something about Dior. Dior. It's a fashion company, I guess. He mentioned Dior. I think. I think that's what he mentioned. But he. He was like, if I see something at the mall, I see something in a store that I want. I pay the price for it. I don't go negotiate. I go pay for it. I'm the product. You got to pay for me. And that rub people the wrong way. But. That's probably how Boris would speak, right? I mean, it wasn't surprising. It's a walk here. He was on a non-contending team. When people go and give their like unfiltered thoughts, some people don't like that. Correa did that. I think Correa would be fine in the clubhouse. Like, I think once he gets the long-term contract, he's going to want to win, and that's what his focus is going to be. It's not going to be on him himself individually only because he has the money. Uh, someone says Correa and Manny don't think Correa and Manny will gel. They both want to win, right? Correa wants to prove that he is still very, very good. And Manny wants to win his first World Series. So I, I think they'd get along fine. You're trying to win. John Wells says, Rodon, Bogarts, and Drury, what do you think? Um, yes. <laughs> I'd like Rodon. I'd like Bogarts. I talked about that earlier. I'd like Drury. But if they get Bogarts and Rodon, I don't, I don't think Drury's coming back. He'll just go to another team and get a starting job somewhere else. Because Bogarts comes, you have Kim as your second baseman, you have Crony at first, you, have, you bring in another bat probably. Maybe they bring in Drury. Who knows? Maybe he wants to come back because he sees the moves they make and the moves that they've made. 
But Rodon, that's a lot of money. Bogarts is a lot of money. Tatis in the outfield, like, there's not a starting role then if you bring in Bogarts for Drury. And maybe, I would think Drury would want to start. He, he, he definitely would want to get uh, starting money, that's for sure. John will ask, Benintendi or Reynolds? Who's better? I'd say Brian Reynolds. Wasn't he an all-star this past year or two years ago? He had a 2.9 war, baseball reference war this year. Reynolds did. Benintendi, didn't he get hurt, though? So this probably isn't the best stat. He had a, no, he had a 3-2 war, so he had a better... War than Reynolds. I mean, both guys are kind of comparable, right? Like, contact guys is what it seems. Like, they're not huge power guys, outfielders, top of the order. Uh, it's probably close. I'd probably give the edge to Reynolds. He's younger, right? Benintendi is 28. Reynolds is 27. Eh, about the same age. So, pretty comparable. Mike says, since the Twins have made Luis Arise available for trade, I would love to see what it would take to acquire him. Uh, it would take the Padres trading controllable starting pitching to the Twins, according to reporters, according to the Twins athletic reporter. I think his name is Dan Hayes. If it's not, I apologize. I think that's who it is. That's what he said. The Twins are looking for controllable starting pitching because they don't have that. They have Joe Ryan, and then, you know, Gray's a free agent. Maeda, I think, is a free agent after then, or after that, and, and that doesn't even look like a great contract right now. So they, they want controllable pitching. Do the Padres have controllable starting pitching? No. They're not trading Musgrove, right? So he doesn't count. Darvish is a free agent. They're not trading him. Snell's a free agent. They're not trading him. And they're trying to win this year anyway, so they wouldn't trade them anyway. Uh, Martinez, they're not getting rid of him. Weathers, his stock plummeted this past year. Kinnear, are the Twins high on him? Uh, Jay Groom, maybe the Twins like him, but that's not going to be enough, just giving them one controllable pitcher for Arise, who's one of the best just pure hitters in baseball. Um, that's not enough. So I, I don't see the Padres as a fit, as a trade partner with the Twins, because the Twins, they want something that I don't think the Padres have really have. Elite Topic says Padres and Cervelli parted ways. Is that true? I mean, don't take that like personally. I'm not I'm not saying like you're wrong. I, I haven't been checking Twitter. I've been on the show obviously here. Yeah, AC saying uh, Padres have parted ways with catching coach Francisco Cervelli. So it looks like they've made coaching staff hires, or like they've finalized their coaching staff. Let me see here. Oh, Preller's speaking to the media right now, too. 
So Ryan Flaherty and Morgan Burkhart will be, they're going to continue working with hitters. Uh, another co hitting coach will be hired. So I guess the, the uh, coaching staff has not been finalized yet. Another good point by Mike. Yeah, Dansby is durable. He's played uh, 160, 162 games the last two years. Solid numbers. Yeah, 25 home runs this past year. Durable is something the Padres like, obviously, right? Manny, um, Cronenworth, right? Two guys in the infield there. Kim has been durable, despite him going all out, it seems like, every day. So, yeah, they, they like having guys that are durable. Juan Soto doesn't get hurt, really. So, uh, yeah, they, they like having that. But I haven't heard that they're even interested in Swanson. I hope they are. I, I really like Dansby Swanson. I probably like Dansby more than most Padres fans do. Or maybe it's because Padres fans are just focused on Correa and Bogarts. And if those two go elsewhere, then maybe people will appreciate Dansby more. But I'd be very intrigued. I've said this multiple times on the show today, uh, in the past, recently, these last couple weeks. I'd be intrigued by. Dansby coming in, playing short, Tatis in the outfield. That allows you to go spend money on a big starter, and you can go bring in another bat as well. Because it's not just one bat, right? You need a bat in the corner outfield. So let's say they get a shortstop. Then you can have that corner bat be Tatis or Grisham, however you want to do it. You need um, a DH still, because you have Kim at second, Crony at first. You still have the DH spot open. Campy's a backup catcher. He's not going to be DHing. So there is a, there's still holes you got to fill. So get the cheaper shortstop, who's still a very, very talented shortstop. Get him in. You can get a starting pitcher. Add another bat on top of Dansby. That could make the Padres uh, better than just one bat spending $300 million on a guy. You know, Correa. I'd be happy either way. Like, I like Correa. I like Bogarts. Um, like, the Padres are willing to spend boatloads of money. So, I think they will get a big guy. I'm just trying to think of different ways to improve this team because they're, like, someone else said in the chat earlier, there's a lot of suitors for shortstops. Teams, it's teams are going to be left out. Teams are going to uh, not find a chair. Right, if that makes sense, uh, when, when the music stops. Uh, Hawkeye Digger asks, should we get someone like Andrew McCutcheon or A.J. Pollock just for backup? Can't cost too much. I think McCutcheon would probably cost like $10 million, to be honest. So I, I would not really be interested in McCutcheon. Um, I was interested in him, I think, last offseason. Let me, let me double check what he did this past season. Where did he play? Milwaukee, right? Yeah, he below average OPS plus, below average OPS, uh, 17 home runs. Not That's not terrible. But he had 237. That's not great. Uh, his war was 1.1. So you compare that to Profar. What was his war? 
Profar's war was 3-1, right? That's a big difference. I know it doesn't seem like it, but that's a big difference. I, I know you said backup, but I think a team would probably try to give him a starting job or at least some starts. The Padres, they, they want some they want someone better than McCutcheon. All right, what is the Twitter buzz happening right now? So Preller is talking, which means he's not talking to Xander Bogarts. He's not talking to Carlos Correa. No, just kidding. There, there are some fans that would be like, oh, Preller's, why is he not talking with free agents? He's doing his job. He has to do this today. Uh, this is from 97.3 The Fan. He says, AJ Preller was asked if he thinks like the Padres had a real chance to sign Judge. Oh, I, it's asking for me to plug in my PC. So I'm going to have to end this episode here. Um, here, I'll make another video because I have to go get my charger. Or I can do another live stream. I'll do another live stream, okay? End of episode 298 here. I'll do another live stream. It won't be a 299. It'll just be a continuation here. But episode 298 has concluded for the podcast audience. Thank you so much. Let me go get my Chromebook charger. Oh, wait. I'm still in here.